0: Welcome to the Mimi B podcast. I'm your host Mimi Bouchard and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. I was literally reading this like Instagram meme thing today. It was like from like a personal growth account though and it was like literally who you hang out with creates your life and who you speak to creates your life. Like I refuse to give my energy to anyone who isn't up to my standard. And, like, it sounds so brutal, but, like, it's changed my life doing that.
1: I don't think it sounds brutal at all. I think it's so crucial for, like, what we desire in our lives. Like, we have to be able – and, like, you know that quote that's, like, if you're the smartest person in the room, like, you got to find a new room.
0: And I oh, love yeah. that
1: because yeah. you to have people that, like, level you up.
0: 100%. Oh, I love that. And that's why I'm so happy, Jay. You're my, one of my best <laughs> friends.
1: I love you so much. I can't you even know. tell you. How are you doing with everything? Like, the world's in such a crazy state.
0: I know. I'm like, honestly, okay. Before we get into that, I guess yeah. I'm just going to, guys, if you haven't, I've already been recording. So, guys, if you haven't um, listened to my previous podcasts a while ago, we haven't done one in ages, but like, you know, our last back, one, let's delete it. I know our last one got deleted by accident on my computer before I posted it. So Tay and I haven't done a podcast. We've done a few. We haven't done one in a long time. Like back in the day when I first started the podcast, we do them all the time. And I've been on her podcast, Use Your Voice as well. And we're best friends. Um, Tay lives in Halifax. When I went to school in Halifax um, for one year, I went to uni there. We met there. So ever since like the past six, seven years, like we've been staying in touch. And or not six, seven, more like five, six. Yeah. Anyway, so... We are besties, and she's been on the podcast a lot. She's, like, the most inspirational human. She owns a lot of the Spinco, you know, spinning uh, studios in Canada, and she's a total amazing girl boss entrepreneur, really into the same stuff that all of us are, and, yeah, we just wanted to have a little convo today because we had an awesome phone call, uh, like, two days ago, and we just like, we were like, okay, let's, let's really just, let's do another podcast. The world needs it.
1: <laughs> the world needs it. Amen, sister.
0: <laughs> so going back to what you just asked, yeah. like, how are you doing? Cause I'm, I'm being, I'm fine right now. Like in Vancouver, like some things are shutting down. It's a bit annoying. Cause like there, it's not really a, that bad here from like a number perspective, but like, I guess everyone wants to stay safe and I respect that. It's just like, you know, ugh, not the fucking time. There's so much going on. It's like really like right now, this huge virus
1: I thing. I know. It's insane. I feel like twenty twenty has been one battle after another. I'm actually like self-quarantined for um 14 days. I'm literally right. because you're traveling? Yeah, because I came back within like the last fourteen days. So I came back on um when did I come back? Friday? No, no, sorry, Thursday, sorry. I came back Thursday. Um right? Yeah. Just wow. from Miami to
0: Halifax, you can't <laughs> yes. leave the house?
1: Yeah. I literally cannot leave my apartment. It's ridiculous. I mean, like, of course I want to do everything in my power to keep like my community and my like country safe, but yeah. it's like, it's a real, like, I, I guess, it, honestly, they're, they're not like able to kind of, I mean, put that into, like, like enforce that. But I mean, like, they're asking people to do their, you know, due diligence, which I totally respect and honor. And like, that's why I haven't left. But honestly, it is really hard because I want to be obviously at the studios and, and be around. But I want to make sure that everyone is safe. And even though I'm not feeling any symptoms right now, I still want to make sure that I'm keeping everyone protected. It's just really hard. And, and I guess it kind of just reminds me of like how serious this is. Like we're, our world is in such a state right now that, I mean, kind of realizing what actually matters in life is kind of the reason that like we got on this topic anyway the other day when I was like, I'm so fired up. Like
0: yeah. it's crazy. Life
1: is so precious.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, it's like – Okay, I'm going to – I've been reading a lot about it, and mm-hmm. a lot of doctors are saying, yes, it's super serious, and a lot of other doctors are like, no, the media is portraying this to be this I huge, know. scary Crazy thing. Like, you know, it is scary and something you need to be wear- weary of if you're older or have health problems. But, like, you know, a lot of people are saying otherwise. So I guess we just don't have enough information out there yet. I'm personally, like, yeah, I feel like there is something in the air. Like, I feel like everyone's, like, the energy mm-hmm. in the world is really weird right now, especially being on social media and reading all this stuff. But to be honest with you, like, I have been, like, fine. Um, you know, I don't feel like I've been worried or stressed at all. Like I, I'm just kind of doing what I know I need to do and like staying home a bit more, like, you know, being careful, washing hands more, but I'm still like living my life and like trying to be positive, doing my morning routine, my meditations. Like, I feel like this could be an excuse for a lot of people to just like not do
1: Mm -hmm. what they should
0: be doing. And there's always ways to work around, um, you know, this kind of thing. Right. So I I completely agree
1: with you. I think it's like, it's a really small percentage of the people that have, that it's been like fatal for. And obviously people that are healthy and, um, you know, our age, there isn't really like a high risk, but they do say that like 70% of Canadians will get it. What? Yeah. Who says that?
0: That's the thing.
1: I, don't know. I know I read that. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, I have no idea. And some people are super chill about it. I guess you just have to kind of wait out those 14 days and see if anything happens. That is
0: crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't I even read that. I honestly don't even read the news that much. So like I know. now it's like, <laughs> it's just on social media. So now I'm learning about it. And then obviously triggering interest and looking at videos and stuff of doctors and interviews and stuff and listening to podcasts. But like, I try so hard, and I know you feel the same. We try so hard to, like, not inundate our brains Mm -hmm. with, like, negative patterns of the news. Because press, the news, like, all they want is for you to click on the article. And, like, that's how they – that's why they write all these shocking –
1: Of course. They they just want the attention, and that's what gets the attention is the – Big dramatic statements. But yesterday it came out that Canadian scientists actually made like a breakthrough with finding like a cure because, well, they're saying that it's going to be like another, like another flu, like another common mm-hmm. flu, and that they'll just mm-hmm. kind of like figure out a way. Anyway, but it is kind of, it just puts things into perspective yet again. I feel like every, everything that has happened this year with like everything in Iraq and then Kobe and like all this stuff, it's just, just super Australian heavy and it just puts fire. it in. Yeah, yeah. It just puts, yeah. And Australia, like I can, it's so freaking heavy, but it just reminds you that life is precious and we only have one. So we got to live it all out.
0: Yeah hundred percent. Like it's crazy. So like, how are you like, okay, obviously you're staying home, but like, mm-hmm. are you doing your same like healthy routines? Like what's kind
1: of your. Actually I've been your leveling
0: routine, up. <laughs> routine, <self-care> routine.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. This is even a conversation. Um, yeah, I'm actually going even hard harder on like my morning routine and my uh, nightly routine. And like, I've been, you know, um, making like videos all day and trying to, like have all my business stuff super organized. And I've just been taking the time for myself to really make sure that I, after these 14 days, I have less anxiety because if I have the extra time and not that it's, I have that much extra time, I'm still able to work from home, but I'm not in the studios. Um, Mm -hmm. so I do have a tiny bit of extra time that I'm not interacting with other people. So I have some more time to like work on my own projects and like work, from home and get everything organized. So I think after these 14 days, I will feel a lot less um, anxious or or whatever it may be that of getting all the to do's done. Totally. So that feels yeah, good really. for sure. But I, uh, yeah, I just went to the Rachel Hollis conference. So I'm kind of oh, going Can through. we
0: talk about this? Because we spoke about it on, the, on our call the other day. And like, that's why we were both so fired up. And like, I just need the listeners to hear about
1: this. Yeah. So I went to Rachel Hollis's um, RISE conference in Toronto, Last week, and I have been to I've been to uh, Date with Destiny. I've been to UPW. I've been to literally so many self help and self development personal growth conferences. I have to say, Rachel Hollis like blew me away. Like no way, it's crazy because I actually didn't really go into it thinking that it would be so transformative, but the way that she structured the three days was very, very, um, I think crucial for this, for these breakthroughs to happen. So the first day is own your past. The second day is own your present. And the third day is own your, um, future. So the first day she kind of talks about like all, um, you know, everything that we've gone through obviously results in us having these beliefs about ourselves and about life and about how, we show up in the world, right? So it was kind of all about like preparing our hearts in a way that we can like go into owning your present more confident, more confident. So it was all about perspective. So of course, like everyone in the world sees things so differently. So it was interesting. She had, she asked for like the shortest person at the conference. And the girl was like, I think she was like four, five or something. And Mm -hmm. she like went up on the stage And her name was Pam. And then she asked for like the tallest person in the conference. And she was like 6'3 or something. And so she brought her up and her name was um, Serena. And she put them beside each other. And Rachel was like, okay, well, who's the shortest? And obviously everyone was like, Pam's the shortest. And then she's like, who's the tallest? And she – Everyone was like, obviously Serena's the tallest. And then she put Serena behind Pam, like, picture this in your head. She put mm-hmm. Serena behind Pam and pushed her back so that they literally, because Serena was standing so far behind Pam, the short woman, they actually looked like they were standing, like they, they, they that they were the same height. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. all about perspective. It's like the way you look at things determines how you feel about things and how you see things. It's, it's it was like as as such, such a simple exercise but it made such a strong point because it's all about like it's all about the way you're carrying the things you're holding, I guess, if that makes sense. It's like
0: all perspective. Yeah. And
1: Like it's It's possible to find good things. Like you have control over the way you look at things. And I guess that's such another, like such an important point especially what we're going through globally is like the way that we're seeing this is so important because it actually puts out a positive and like a positive energy wave or a negative energy wave. And if we as a collective can come together and try to see, you know, the silver linings in in these little things, or if we try to just send out more love and high vibration, like it does actually make a shift in the universe. I truly believe. So that was like, yeah, the first day it was so good. And like, I want you to go to it. Um, Like it says – I I wrote down something I wanted to – anyway, but basically the first day was all about like we have these beliefs that we're not enough. So growing up – and I think we've talked about this. Growing up, I always thought I'm not smart enough to be able to be a business owner and I always inspired – I was always – I always wanted to be a business owner because I saw so much power in that, so much leadership in
0: that. The world because that's how I – well, I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's how you felt, but I – Felt similarly. I wanted to prove it to people Mm -hmm. that I was good enough, so I needed to reach these certain goals.
1: Right, and it all it all stems from our past, though. Like, I wonder, like, what do you think that that comes from?
0: Yeah, I think it definitely comes from that, like how we're conditioned, and even like this is the thing. Like, even if you were raised in the exact same setting as like a sibling, like you guys could both take such different things out of that upbringing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if your mother always had like some sort of like issue with something, like, you know, you as the child could take it or also be repelled by it because you saw your mother have an issue with something, right? Like, Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, there are so many, like, it's really just how you perceive things. And that's why I always, you know, like to say... That it's it's a hard theory to wrap your head around, but it's so true that you're completely responsible for your life because we're responsible for how we've been conditioned to see and feel and believe. And yes, at the at that time it wasn't really a conscious choice, but now, you know, uncovering all these truths about who we are and how we were raised and how we were conditioned, like we're in control of being able to change that. Like I've been trying to get through so many barriers from you know, my childhood still up to this day. And, you know, it's like my unconscious habits are to go back to those unconscious behaviors. But I try to stay conscious so much while trying to change those habits and those thoughts and those beliefs and those anxieties I have about certain things. Like, I'll tell you, I was super stressed about something yesterday and, um, or the day before. And like every single time the past 24 hours that I've thought of it, I've gotten like crippling anxiety and like Mm -hmm. my heart kind of feels like it's, like, tightening up, Crazy. and I just feel really, like, shitty and small. Um, It was, like, the situation that I got in with one of, like, my employees. Anyway, mm-hmm. so – and then I kept telling myself, like, no, Mimi, like, you are – the right one here, like you're the, like, there's nothing, you've done nothing wrong, like, you know, stop worrying so much about what other people think of you, like, you you have a job to get done, and like, you've tried your best at this, but sometimes you just don't mesh well with certain people that are less, advanced, like in their own growth. And you can see that in different ways, whether someone is more or less advanced, like you see how they, whether they react or how Mm -hmm. they react or what they say about, you to other people. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to be the bigger person. And like, don't get me wrong. A lot of the time it doesn't work. And I'm like in this anxiety ridden state, but then a lot of the time I'm like, me, me, no, take a deep breath. Like, and I just like give myself a little affirmation and then I feel way better after. So it's like, I think breaking the pattern of being your old self, Mm -hmm. it doesn't just happen instantly. It happens with like those constant reminders of like, okay, it's time to be different. If you want different, you need to act different. And right now it's like, I'm triggering my mind that I don't want to think this way and I'm snapping myself out of it. And then I sometimes do it and fall through with it and then oftentimes I don't and then I kind of let it take over. But then it's just like that keep trying mentality is the most important, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, something that Rachel Hollis said is the cost of your new life is your old one. And that like hit me oh, so hard. My God. Yeah, I know. Like, literally, down. I wrote that down like everywhere and that's why I remembered it. I just like it is so true. And I think so much of the time we, we do kind of retract into our old habits and because they're, you know, they're hardwired into us. Like it's not easy to break free. That's why so Mm. few people are successful or so few people get to greatness. It's because Mm. we're so conditioned by things that maybe we don't even believe in to our core, you know? So it's, it is literally the cost of your new life is your old one. And when she said that, I was like, yes, girl, because I think, I think so much of the time we, we just kind of it's easy to fall back into comfortable. It's easy to fall back into old habits that are, they're familiar. So it feels safe. And I feel like, you know, that fight or flight, it's like that, like you, that survival state that humans are actually conditioned to like, you know, to protect themselves. It's the comfort, Mm -hmm. like that comfortable. That's why people Mm -hmm. go back to the comfort and of like what they always knew to be true or, Cause you know, your, your beliefs are your truth. So whatever you're believing to be true or yeah, whatever you believe is your truth. So you get to decide what that is.
0: Totally. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think the most powerful thing that I've ever realized, and I know it's probably the same for you is like when we just like take Responsibility for our beliefs and realize that everything's actually in our control. Yes. I like, guess some outside factors don't happen in our control. And I totally understand and respect that. But how we react is in our control. How like how what we make out of that situation is in our control. Like seeing it as a good or bad thing is in our control. Like if you just, you know, lost your job or something, yes, that could be a tragic experience, but one person would be like, okay, I'm a failure. No one likes me. I'm, I'm this and that. I'm going to mm-hmm. go move back into my parents and just like watch TV all day and, you know, not treat my body with love and feel like shit. Someone could react that way. And another person could get so fueled up by that and like start their own business. And it was like the best thing that ever happened to them because mm-hmm. then losing them jo- their job was like that breakthrough that they needed to experience. So mm-hmm. it's like what y- what you take out of situations that happened to you in your life is. Your it's in your control it's in your control the one thing I don't feel like the one thing I feel like difficult it's difficult to, to kind of relate this to is like obviously death and like mm. you know having people close to you lose or like, things that just really seem unfair like you know little kids with diseases or like oh. just stuff like that and mm-hmm. like that's the only thing I don't really you know I can't
1: I can't understand it. it I can't understand it it's yeah. I, I completely agree. It's so hard to wrap your head around that. And I don't think we ever will. We so, but so on a lighter
0: time. note. <laughs> yes, <please. laughs>
1: not that gets dark real quick, Mimi. <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, what we were talking about on the phone the other day, I think a lot of the podcast listeners are the same as us, Tay. Mm-hmm. Like they're all very, like the, the OG ones, especially that like I've gotten messages from and stuff, like they're all very like, yeah, like you know, I feel the same as you. Like I've been in this small town growing up and nobody else thinks this way. Nobody else has a big mind that wants to explore mm-hmm. and do things and, you know, be big in this world. And I know you and I are so like that. We want bigger and better things. We always, you know, we don't really conform to society as much. We want to always, you know, test our limits and be our best selves take risk. So, you know, Just talking through that, like if you – because I feel like a lot of the listeners have that in them. They just don't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. If you were in a place where you felt this hyped up and like felt how exciting the world could be but you just didn't know what to do with yourself yet, what would you do? I want to share with you guys an amazing tool that I've been using called Noom. Noom is a new proud sponsor of the Mimi V podcast and it really helps you with a healthy lifestyle whether you want to get into shape maintain a healthy lifestyle or just get healthier in any way noom is for you i truly believe that getting in shape doesn't have to be just about losing a specific amount of weight it's not a magic number on the scale it's about literally feeling like the best version of yourself possible you guys know I'm all about that so Noom is amazing for people that just want more structure around their healthy lifestyle and you know whether that's walking your 10k steps a day or feeling more energized Noom is there to help you track and you know support your healthy lifestyle so Noom is an app that you can use and They teach you the psychology behind the decisions that you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyzing your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers. So you have all the support that you need to empower and assist your change. So for me, what I like about this is the community aspect of things, having a support system is really important with whatever goals that you have. So my personal goals at the moment, I want to do my 10K steps a day every single day. I've been putting it off a little bit the past few months and not making it a priority, but the 10K steps a day for me has actually been such a game changer. A, it gives me me time, and B, it really, really helps leaning out my bod. I think walking is the best leaning out, toning workout. Um, The other thing as well, I really wanna be more energized. I've recently cut out coffee, finally, and I want to just track, you know, what I'm doing just to kind of see where I'm feeling energized and where I'm not. And I just want an overall glow. So that's my physical goals. And I also, you know, really want to understand my thought, thought patterns better around the healthy lifestyle that I live and uh, just be in a better mood and have less stress and anxiety. Um, you know, the app is super easy and convenient. You know, there are specific lessons Um, about psychology and your habits that you can learn. And you really just need 10 minutes a day to submit everything into Noom and to read up on some things. And yeah, you can do your food logging if you want, if that's what you're into. You can literally track your steps. You can do so much on the app. It literally works with your lifestyle and it teaches you how you can eat what you want in moderation because you really learn how to control your habits. So, Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new and healthier relationship with food and exercise and health in general through personalized courses. Noom is based in psychology, which I love, um, and Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and really helps empower you with the tools that you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. So you know, we're all strapped for time. Noom just literally asks you to commit 10 minutes a day. And if you don't have 10 minutes a day, you don't have a life. So you can commit 10 minutes a day to yourself. All in all, you don't have to change it all in one day. You just need to have time for yourself. Small steps make really big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom noom.com forward slash Mimi. You have nothing to lose, girl. Go visit Noom.com forward slash Mimi to start your trial today. That is Noom, N-O-O-M dot com forward slash Mimi. Now back to the episode. If you were in a place where you felt this hyped up and like felt how exciting the world could be, but you just didn't know what to do with yourself yet, what
1: would you do? That's a really good question. Um, So I think – so I I went through this in my life probably when I – probably right before I moved to L.A., actually, um, because I had this – I had big desires for my life, but I – so I was – I'm very easily motivated – and very easily fired up because I feel things very deeply, and I, I know that you're the same way. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I'm always. I was born a dreamer, and I think so many people are born dreamers. I actually was listening to this podcast the other day that say, saying that like all people don't have passion, but I'm not. I need to like dive into that deeper because I'm not completely. I don't completely agree with that statement because so I think people that don't
0: have passion.
1: Yeah, because I think why I think that all people don't activate their passion. So I think trying things and seeing what that thing is that actually fires you up and like your your dream should make you cry, you know? Like you should be so fired up about it that you like it brings you to tears. And if you're not I, I don't believe it's the right thing. I don't believe it's something that in 20 years if you haven't hit a certain uh, milestone that like you're still going to start, you're still going to fight for it, you know? So to answer your question, I think that what I would start to do is is manifest whatever I believe is my dream. And I think it's completely okay to let that evolve. I think my my dreams three years ago are completely different to my dreams today, but I've still been doing the same thing every morning with getting super intentional about what that is. And I think the the more you put it out there and the more clear it becomes, the more the closer, I don't know. I feel like when you put it out there, the universe is doing its thing to try and reach, like try and meet you there, you know? So writing your affirmations and writing your goals and making it. So like, um, I know that you do it as well, but like, I am this, or I am living here, or I am the owner of this, or I am making this, like being super specific with your goals. I think that that's huge. So I think, You need to start showing up as the person that you are desiring to be in this single moment. Because if you don't show up as you are who you are, then you're never going to get to where you're meant to be. Mm. You know, I, I, I so yeah, true.
0: And- I want to read something too. So I have like my journal. I'm literally sitting in my morning routine chair. Oh, I have this journal oh. that I write in every morning, and I found this woman on Instagram who you need to check out. And I was oh, actually fine. getting my hair done last week, and the really nice girl that was doing my hair, we were talking about personal growth and how you both love it and stuff. And she was like, "Oh my god, you need to hire or hire. You need to listen to uh, <laughs> or or follow the holistic psychologist on Instagram." Um, It's like the dot holistic dot psychologist. I'm following Um, her right now. She has like 1.8 million followers. Apparently she's like blown up over the past, uh, past year. Is her name Nicole? I think so. Yeah, I got her. I got her. Yeah. Okay. So like, so she has this like future self, um, morning routine that I've been like kind of integrating some of the questions into my current morning routine. It's kind of similar to what I've done a lot before, but just like the order of the questions and the exact questions themselves like really trigger something in me. So everyone listening to like take out your pens or your memos Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on your phone or just go follow her on Instagram. And like, I think you have to sign up to her email newsletter to get it for free. Um, But I'm just going to read you some of them. So first, before you start these like daily uh, question and answer journaling things, you have to write down like what behavior or pattern do I want to change? And then you write like, how will I be able to practice these new behaviors in real life? And then you answer those two. And then you do every single day, you write down your daily affirmation, and then number two, you write down um, the whole sentence. Today, I will focus on shifting my pattern of blank and then write that down and try to focus on one thing for like 30 days, she says. Okay, the I love next that. thing. I know. The next thing is like, um, three traits that my future self will have are blank. And then the person I'm becoming will experience more blank. And then I have an opportunity to experience my future self today when I blank. And then when I think about who I'm becoming, I feel blank. So this like has really just like, because I've been doing the same morning routine for ages, like just adding Mm -hmm. in a few of these questions has really just like deepened that practice because it's like, oh, you know, like I'm like the person I'm becoming will experience more X, Y, and Z. It's like, oh, the more I think about that, the more I want it. And the more I write down, like, when I have opportunities to experience that future self, like the more I'm conditioned to do it. Right. So Mm -hmm. I just thought I would share that because it's been like so amazing. I love
1: that. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'll ask you later for those questions again. I think that's so powerful. I've been reading, um, the High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard. And I love, I love him. And this book is so good. And he does a something very similar. Um, I just did it with the girls on the beach the other day because I think that it once we get so intentional about how we want to show up in the world, that's like the best possible place you can be because you're you're getting intentional about it. You're putting it out there. You're not going to do th- or hopefully you're not going to do things. And if you do, you correct it the next day or in the yeah. moment. Um, but the three questions that he asked himself at the end of each day, I need to, I think this is what he He says, did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? And those were his three things that he asks. And if it's no, at the end of the day, he like resets and something that has really helped him, um, get to a place is like he's super clear on three words that he wants to be remembered by at the end of his life by the people that he them? loves. Um I I don't know his but um what I'm working on mine.
0: You're working on him.
1: <laughs> I'm working on mine and I think right now um I want to be um sincere. I think sincerity is like mm-hmm. I, I value that so deeply. Like when I have a conversation with someone, I want them to understand that like I'm fully present in that moment. I think distraction is really toxic. And to be sincere, you can't be distracted because sincerity doesn't live in distraction. Um number two would be compassion and number three would be like I'm looking for a different word. So if you have a word to help me out, it's like I want to be like I want to be bold. Like I want to, I want to like step fully into things, but I don't necessarily love the word bold because it doesn't fully explain what I'm trying to like say you know but like I'm yeah, working on a three like, words. all in. You're all very in.
0: like yeah or um what is it like not audacious because that's a little bit mm. maybe like, cor-
1: like, mm, yeah, like,
0: know, like like yeah I know heroic like kind
1: of like like I don't want to say legendary, but like, I want to be, but like, yes. I want to, right. I, and I think it's so important to claim big words because if you don't claim big words and like, like why the hell not, you know, like, I think that you should claim big words for your life because if you don't, you're playing small and you're meant to play big, you're meant to play all loud. And like, that's ever since my grandfather passed, like I've been going next level on, on another level because I, it's just like, it put everything into perspective. And like, I don't want to hold back. Like if you don't pull up a tape, like if you don't pull up a seat to your own table and never fully live, like why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you live all out? Like why wouldn't you pull up a seat to your own freaking table? Like it gets me so fired up. Like, I, I don't know. Anyway, I went on a little offside there, but I really think that having like super clear intentions about how you want to show up in the world and how you want other people to like remember you. And it's not that mm. I think that there might be like a little bit of um confusion around that because it's not so much that you care what other people think and other people's opinions because that's a whole other podcast because that's extremely toxic. And I think so much of the time people hold back because they're so scared of what other people will think. And I think that's like, a huge thing in today's society, especially with like Instagram and gossip mm-hmm. and all this crap that
0: mm-hmm.
1: really holds us all back. Um I actually just posted something on Instagram. Let me bring it up. I um it's uh what will this lady goes like what will people say? And then the next thing is this sentence has killed more dreams than anything else in the world. Oh and like, yeah. my God. Right? It's crazy. Yeah.
0: Oh anyway. my God send that to me.
1: Yeah, I will. Um, I I don't know what I was saying, but yeah, what do you think your three words would be?
0: I honestly have no fucking idea. I, I would have to think about this. Like, I want, yeah, yeah I want to be, like, I want people to think like, yeah, she reached her potential. Mm. Like, she did everything. I can't think of three words of what the first thing that comes to my mind is like, yeah, she reached her potential. She went through the most incredible transformation mm-hmm. from average to extraordinary. That's like mm-hmm. my whole thing. I've always-
1: Okay. Then extraordinary is one of your words. I love that.
0: Extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like really, but I want
0: people to know that I wasn't just like like this. Like I went through right all of the crazy work myself, and well, you're a freaking just-
1: warrior. Like you fight <laughs> for it. Like honestly, you wake up, or you wake up, like Mimi, you wake up every day and you fight for your life. And like so many people don't do that because so many people just go through the motions, and you don't do that. And that's so. Inspiring to every single person that's listening here, every single person that follows you has the privilege to know you. Like you, you show up in the world and you keep fighting even when things get hard, and that's Mm -hmm. such a blessing. Like you, you. like doing life is a blessing for other people. You know, like I love that about you. And
0: well, I need to also be honest with the fact that I'm not always switched on, right? Like I'm not always like today. I'm not. I'm going to be completely honest. I've had kind of an off day, like. Ben and I got in a bit of a fight last mm-hmm. night and like went to bed late, like slept through my alarm, literally woke up at 8.30. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I know some people are like, oh my God, it's still early. I wake up at 6, 5.30, yeah. 6. <laughs> and like, I know it's a Saturday too, so I could give that excuse, but I didn't do my morning routine until noon. Take that in. But like, still and I did it. I still did it. And that's that's the thing. I still did it because it's a non-negotiable, but mm-hmm. I put it off for hours this morning because I was just not in the mood. I had a headache. Mm -hmm. I've been off coffee for almost a month now and I'm hating my life. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you want to get back on it, (laughs) but I'm just, I'm doing these health tests before Just to see if I'm like deficient in something because I this is not normal. Like, I've been off of coffee for four weeks and I still feel like a headache exhausted every day. So, I definitely have some sort of deficiency I need to figure out. Um, and yeah, like, I just like because I slept in late, like, I haven't gone to the bathroom properly
1: and like my stomach hurts Mm. and like I'm just like, you know, but and and like I guarantee like this, this won't last, like, this won't be a thing tomorrow. Like, you'll get back on track tomorrow because you. You're like a fighter, you're a seeker, and you're like super, super fired up about life all the time. And That's the I thing. think I need it's, to do these habits yeah. to
0: do that right yeah so, like you I'm, condition you, you prime yourself every day, yeah. I need to prime myself every day, but I also need to allow myself. To, but this is the thing. Like, I, I I, allow myself to feel this way, but I didn't cancel our podcast. I'm not canceling my walk right after right. this. I'm about to go on a nice, long 10-kilometer walk because I'm like, I, I need it for my soul. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be out of the house. I've been in the house so much. and like, it's hot in here, and I just want to, like, go outside in nature. So like, I'm, I'm, I know what makes me feel good, but I'm still obviously battling these old limiting beliefs. You're and human. And yes. I, but think I, also, that, I
1: think the thing to make yeah. clear to everyone is, like, even though we are like crazy about our personal development is like everyone's human. So like we, you and I are still going to like go back to those old beliefs about ourselves and fall back into old habits. But it's like our comeback muscle that's been like strengthened and like
0: we got that under wraps. (laughs) Exactly. It's that comeback muscle. Yeah, I love that. I'm writing that down too. Comeback muscle. And it's actually true because like the more that you fight for what you want, the easier it becomes. And like, that's why at the beginning of my journey, like I constantly feel like I'm failing because I'm not doing it all, all perfectly. But then I realize that like, it, it's actually just about how much it's like your bounce back rate like I always talk about mm-hmm. it's like how fast you bounce bounce back and the more that you bounce back that comeback muscle strengthens yeah so then one day you're gonna wake up and it's gonna be effortless right
1: exactly and like it just becomes easier and easier the more you do it just like anything in the whole entire world and yeah. I think like it's hard it's really freaking hard to like be on this journey but there's no other journey on this planet that I'd rather be on than bettering myself like hello you know yeah Oh, yeah, exactly. I think that's so important. Okay. So then, oh, wait, I wanted to talk about the, the, then, so the first day was own your, oh, yes, yeah, so know, so the first way. day was own your past. And then the, the second day was own your present, which is all like you would love this day. Yeah. It's all about um like your health, kind of like your water intake, your nutrition, your, your movement of your body. And like Rachel Hollis is always like, the non-negotiable is you move thirty days or thirty days, thirty minutes a day, yeah. um, and like you set intentions for yourself. You kind of do like a body scan of how you're feeling mentally, emotionally, physically. Like, where are the areas that you're suffering? How can you, like, think if you no longer suffered from these issues, like how would your life look are you ready to make the change and it all was about habits which was really interesting because i'm super like honed into my habits right now and what are some
0: habits you're trying to change right now
1: like i drink a, like i drink so much coffee it's it's a problem because i'm actually like i think i'm se- like i think i'm severely addicted <laughs> like, yeah that's confession. What I it. like yeah, okay that's so why can you please yeah like i'm literally so addicted because it's for me it's and this may be an excuse. So I need to, like, I really need to work on this. But my thing is, is like, I wake up and I feel great. So I have the most energy when I first wake up, which is interesting, which I think mm. is pretty normal for people. I'm not sure. But well, like, when I know, was
0: having my coffee addiction, I couldn't even fucking function till I had my first coffee.
1: Okay. So uh, I don't know what the, I don't know why that would be. But like, yeah, when, maybe I, maybe my body doesn't need coffee, but that's my, it's my ritual. That's like, mm-hmm. I'm such a ritual person and I'm such a, like, um, particular person like I have to do the same thing every single morning when I wake up so as soon as I wake up I have a ton of energy I feel great I'm listening to my music and I'm you know writing in my journal I'm doing the whole thing and then I make a coffee here or if I'm going to the studio I drive to Starbucks I get my Starbucks and then like it's a whole thing like I listen mm-hmm. to my music loud in the studio before my class I have a couple of minutes of like intentional like uh, I would call it prayer but whatever it is for you like it's just very intentional. So I think for me it's it's maybe an addiction an addiction to ritual. Like I don't know if that's a bad thing. Buddhists that's not say a bad thing. Yeah, I don't know. But Buddhists say that attachment's not good. I don't know. But I and think the
0: that- coffee isn't hurting your head and giving you anxiety and like having really bad like the reason I stopped is because I was getting really bad anxiety and really mm. bad like crashes. But if you can like sustain that energy all day, I don't think it's a bad thing
1: well i guess i'm not drinking enough water so i think it is being i think it is damaging my my system and and it does like stimulate the stress in your body and all that so i think that like i don't have a ton of bad habits because i worked so hard like i think i definitely did when i was younger um but right now i would say the coffee um negative self talk for sure that's like mm-hmm. a really bad habit like as soon as i finish a spin class like in my head i'll be like was that good enough? What did people think? Like, you know, these these old habits, but then like I give myself a moment. Like, even if one person leaves feeling inspired, my work here is done, you know? So I think like probably the coffee and like the negative self-talk for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like even with my body, it's like I was just in Miami and it's the first time I've worn a two-piece in literally like 10 years. Like that's Yeah, sick.
0: which I think is ridiculous because your body is by society's standards like unbelievable like so it yeah but that's make sense by
1: society's you. standards and I and I and I like I got some pushback on that because people were like, oh like you're like how can you think that about yourself when but it's like it's not about the physical part, you know it's like it's literally mental for me it's like yeah. Yeah. it's the confidence thing it's it's like me feeling uncomfortable in my own skin like that's a whole other thing it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what other people see it's like in my own like emotional and mental state I guess. So, those are some habits that I definitely need to work on and um I think it's really important to know your triggers because Rachel Hollis talked talked a lot about yeah, that and so how,
0: how did, what did she say about that like about actually cuz we talk about changing habits all the time but how do we change them? Right? Like I know my ways of changing them, but there's nothing you can really do where you just shift right away or is there?
1: Yeah. Well, so she, she talks about like changing the cycle. So you write out the stages of your emotion with um, new, like with the new action. So let's say every time, um, let me think of an example. Like, um, so for example, like phone calls used to give me like major anxiety and I don't even know why I something must've happened when I was younger or like even a couple of years ago that like phone calls would like freak me out. And I think it's because I had a lot of like uh, social anxiety probably. So maybe I didn't want to talk to people or or maybe because my I am not enough thing came from I'm not smart enough. So maybe I didn't have the right answers always. So maybe I was scared of a phone call. I'm not sure. But so my trigger would be phone call inside my head. My internal monologue would be I'm a failure. I'm so stupid. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you go to your new. So then you. My emotional response would be anxiety, I guess, because whenever I would get a phone call, I would get major anxiety that I wouldn't even be able to pick it up sometimes. So then your new resulting action is open with confidence and, like, respond right away, like, answer the phone right away. And, like, I've literally been giving myself, like, you know, the Mel Robbins 54321? Yes. I've been doing that every single, like, Honestly, I'm so proud of myself. I know this is it sounds ridiculous that it's oh, about yeah. a phone no, nothing call, on
0: this podcast sounds but like ridiculous.
1: everybody has like their own thing, right? So I was like, I'm gonna start counting 54321 and literally just pick up the freaking phone. Like, I don't even care. I'm gonna do it every single time it rings. And for the past like two months, maybe two and a half months, I've literally been conditioning myself to just make that new action, like that action now. So like my resulting action will be like, I'm not stupid. Like, or sorry, my, my resulting internal monologue is whatever this conversation, like whatever this phone call holds, I've got this. Like I'm smart enough to overcome any kind of like question that might like, uh, throw me off. You know, like I got this, like not everyone has the answers for everything anyway. Like that's just a made up story in your head. So Mm -hmm. screw that. Like that is how, so then she says, you can ask yourself, like what sets me off? Like why, why when the phone rings, why does that set me off? And is that real or is that not? I don't know if you've like dove into um, Byron Katie's work, but basically she is all about kind of like, is a story that you're telling yourself true or is it not true? Could it be true? Is it not true? Like half the time we don't even know if the stories that we're telling ourselves are true, mm-hmm. you know? So then, so then after you kind of like ask yourselves all that, like you force yourself into – a new physical movement. So like I'm answering the phone right away and I guess you kind of just recondition yourself. And the five, four, three, two, one rule has really helped me. And she actually, Rachel Hollis actually brought it up at the conference, which was great because it was just another uh, reminder that like I was doing the right thing or something that actually does work to rewire your triggering. Um, but like, I guess kind of like creating a new statement is like I take full ownership of my life and own my shit and I go all out. Like that's how you move forward is like own it. Like, you know, Jack Canfield, take 100% responsibility of your life because like Mm -hmm. it's your freaking life. So if you don't do it, no one will. Like – no yeah. one is going to take control of your life. You're the one that is in control. And if you don't take full ownership, then you're never going to pull up the seat to your own table and live your, live your life full out. So, um, it was really, hmm. really quickly. Do you think
0: it's because like as kids in our, society and like I just as as parents you want to coddle your kids and give them everything they want and like we just kind of are born into this world expecting that like people are always looking out for us or things just can fall onto our laps and I guess do you think as like a culture we're not like as conditioned to think that we are completely responsible like why do you think we think that so like inherently
1: I know I'm trying to figure that out because it's a I really think that every single person I've ever come into contact with at least feels this way. Like, or sorry, like they feel like.
0: Like in an inherent inherent, yeah, like, way, they just feel like, you know, they're victims. Almost. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like this victim mindset. And I totally had that. Like I had a friend that literally told me like, why are you acting like the victim here? I'm like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much for calling me out. That's another thing that I've learned in the past like couple months is like, and I told this to you on the phone the other day, is like, I'm so thankful that like, you're a real friend that can be like, if I have this crazy belief I'm telling myself or this story that I'm telling myself, you literally call me out on it. Like, that is not your truth. Like, why are you acting like that? You know, like when I said the thing about LA and you're like, Tay, like stop. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, you're right. Like, that's literally a story in my head that i'm telling myself so something that i've learned is like true friendship and like true leadership is literally calling people out on their stuff to remind them that that's not their truth and that like that's just a, a belief that they are believing and it's totally a lie like it's is totally made up in their head and i think that's like such a such a cool thing that when you're on that level with a friend, like it's so cool to be able to call them out on that stuff because it's like, that's true leadership. Like that's true, like power is like, and like true friendship. Anyway, yeah. I, I think that we're totally conditioned to to feel like entitled.
0: Yeah. How do you think we can change that? Like obviously reading books, listening to podcasts, that's kind of how I, I've done it. But how for someone listening that like, is like, okay, I get all this, but like, how do I put it into action? Like, did Rachel Hollis say anything really interesting about actually like, putting in the work and like what
1: really works or do you have any theories? Well, I think that if you're not willing to put in the work, you're not going to see the results. Right. So like in order to have this life that like everyone, you know, especially with social media nowadays, everyone like looks like they're They have this lavish lifestyle Mm -hmm. or whatever they're doing all the things, but like, are you really? (laughs) And like, it's so funny because I was just on a girl's trip to Miami and like, I literally brought my laptop everywhere and they like had no idea that I worked this hard all the time. And it's so funny because like that, what you see on social media is totally not the truth of what I actually live. And I think in order for me to like be, you know, a business owner and all these things, like I have to put the work in. And I think the moment that you start putting the work in and like showing up for yourself and all these things, like that's when the results happen. So I think once you see a result, you're like, oh crap, like I do have a lot of power and I do have a lot of like ability to make anything happen, but I have to show up. I have to put the work in and I'm not, nothing in life is handed to you at all. And if it is, it can be taken away just as fast. So I think that that's like a really important thing to, to realize is that like, you know, if you're not willing to put in the work, like you're not going to have the life that you desire the life that you've like created in your head that looks so beautiful. And also another point on that is like living the dream, like living the dream that we feel like, like the dream that we make up in our heads is literally nothing like living the actual dream. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. what it looks like to other people or what we think it looks like to other people. Like the reality is, any dream, like I'm putting like it in quotations, like any dream behind the scenes is a lot of freaking work and it looks nothing like living the dream. <laughs> if doesn't. that makes sense, you know, you know, it's it. So like you're working so hard on all your projects right now, but nobody really sees like the behind the scenes. Like we were able to show bits and pieces and we're able to talk about this, but nobody really sees this, like the struggle every day, the struggle The hustle is a struggle for sure. There's no doubting it. It's so true. And like Mm -hmm. people just go,
0: you know, everyone that assumes shit online, like I get some hate comments sometimes, honestly, not as much as I used to, but sometimes I get hate comments from people being like, you know, you've just like, were born into this like lucky life. Like you've never worked so hard. Like you're just like this immature, like, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, you have no idea idea. what what I do, how I work how hard I am on myself. Like I'm the hardest worker that like one of the hardest workers. You that literally I know. are.
1: You literally don't are. Show it
0: because yeah. I just don't, I'm not, I'm too busy yeah. to be posting it on social media. So what I post on social media is when I'm having a break from my crazy life, you know, I try to take snippets here and there, but like when I'm, focused I don't have my phone on right, right like right. so I don't know I think people just have to stop assuming and, and it just what I've realized though seeing all like and I'm so past all this like really caring what haters say and stuff and honestly the more that I don't care about it the less hate I actually get like the more I just don't give it energy I feel like I don't even notice it as much but like the biggest thing is I'm just sad for them I'm sad for the people mm-hmm. that write things online I'm sad for the people that aren't happy with themselves because it's just like a clear indication that they just like don't like themselves. And I feel Mm -hmm. sorry for them because I've been there before in my life, right? So I just Mm -hmm. send them compassion.
1: Yeah. and And I love that. It's such a beautiful thing. And like, honestly, it's the only thing that we can do because their judgment and their hate has nothing to do with us. And it's only the healing that they need to do inside their own hearts. And I think that that's been like something that we've both learned through all of this is that when you're leveling up and when you're bettering yourself, no not everyone is going to understand it one because simply they just won't understand it or comprehend it or maybe they don't desire the same things in life so they're not going to understand our desires right because it's 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 unfamiliar for them like second people people will when 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 other people are bettering themselves it's almost like it's a defense mechanism for them to be like to feel better about themselves, if, does that make sense? Like, I feel like so much of the time, sometimes people are putting other people down that are leveling up and doing everything in their power to be the best possible version of themselves because it's intimidating for them to to see someone else going, and, and it, it's an excuse and it makes them feel better. It gives them something in their brain to, to feed their insecurities, you know? Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. It's really, yeah. it's really interesting.
0: That is fucking true, and I cannot believe we've been talking for almost an hour. How did that, that happen? That went by so quickly.
1: I know, literally, I could talk for like two more hours about this. I'm like, I, I love talking Can we about. We get you this, on
0: but... like monthly on the podcast because like <laughs> you up. should be like our in house gal, you know?
1: <laughs> Bestie chats. I like it.
0: Bestie chats. Oh Honestly, God, we, didn't, we didn't
1: even get to day three of the conference. We'll save that for another podcast. <laughs>
0: no. How about we quickly go over it because we can't leave people hanging <laughs> and then <laughs> everyone's going
1: to be concerned.
0: Um, so. Wait, what wait, what, wait. First of all, what was your favorite day quickly? And then second of all, what did day three entail?
1: Okay. So day one was my favorite day because I never took the time to own my past. I am so focused and I know you are too. I am so focused on the future. I am like I know like I know where I'm going. I'm super intentional about the future, but I really haven't taken I mean, I have taken time, but not really sat down with it for like a full day to really dive into how my past has translated into my present and then therefore portraying like what my future will be you know so I think day one was really transformative but I think day three own your future was really exciting so I think different emotions for different days and day two was shocking for me I was like whoa like I thought I was really healthy like mentally physically emotionally and like I really am I'm definitely in a great spot but I can be better and I think that that was a really big wake-up call so Mm. I think all in all day three was my favorite um, but I think day one was essential for, for day three to be my favorite, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So day three was all about own your future. And she we spent a lot of time um writing 10 massive goals, like 10 goals that if I were to tell a friend, they would be like, You are insane, <laughs> you need help. But like I told like I told you on the phone the other day, I'm like, you get me, like we're on the same wavelength, so it's different, but like you know, an average friend that like maybe doesn't understand me at a soul level would be like, you're literally insane. Like, so I think, um, choosing big dreams for yourself and getting super intentional and writing it out as if you're already living it is super important. Like, where do you want to see your life in 10 years? Write it out, get super clear on about it, get clear about it. What are you tuning into the stories that we tell ourselves, like create our reality. So If I am going to sell out Madison Square Garden someday, like I need to get super clear on what that means and like the responsibility of that. And, you know, are my old stories going to get me there or do I have to literally let go of my old life and welcome my new life so that I can create this beautiful life for myself and make my massive, massive, crazy dreams that if you told a stranger, they'd be like, you're psycho and you need help. Um... (laughs) Uh, Like like claim big things for your life. I think that was like probably the number one big – like the number one takeaway is like if you don't claim big things for your life, like you're playing too small. Like you have the ability to claim massive things for your life. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you live all out? And I keep saying like pull up your seat to your own table because that's your life and you want to be able to live all out. Like why wouldn't you do that? That like Mm – blows my mind. So, um, things that will get in your way. She talked about that. She said other, other people not believing your dream. Um, the opinions of other people, that's a huge one. Like that holds Mm -hmm. us back so much. Um, fear. So what are your fears? Like, what are your blocks? Um, like your vision isn't going to make sense to everybody or even, a few people, maybe it won't even make sense to you. So you have to be super clear on what has the potential to hold you back, so that you can be aware of it when it shows up. And then, like she said, the other thing that will hold you back is how you think about yourself. Like you can't get in your own way. Like get out of your freaking way, because we hold ourselves back every day by the fear that we carry, by the thoughts that we carry, by the, you know, the things we tell ourselves, like sometimes we can have a like crazy negative self-talk and Mm -hmm. that definitely holds us back. Um, something that she said, which was really great and kind of, I, I will remember it forever. And I'm, I've been super intentional with it since I got back from the conference is like, what relationship do you have with your schedule? Like, are you owning your schedule? Or are you doing a bunch of stuff that you literally don't want to do, and is it taking you away from reaching that ten-year goal, like that ten-year mm-hmm. life that you want for yourself? So,
0: to see um, it in action. What are you actually mm-hmm. scheduling in and doing? Yeah.
1: yeah, and like Brendan Bouchard talks about that all the time. It's like if if your daily schedule is filled with a bunch of stuff that like doesn't align with who you want to be in ten years, like you got to change your schedule. And you're in control of that. So I think that that was huge. How you think about other things. Like there's just how, like what are you consuming? So like on social media, do the accounts that you follow, are they in alignment with who you want to be in 10 years? Uh, You know? So all these things that are just like so important with like what you're filling yourself up with, like, cause what you consume is what you become. And like, I think it's so important just like how, like who you surround yourself with is so important. So it, it's not any different from who you follow on Instagram or what you, or it's not any different from what you spend your time doing every day. If you don't have anything in your schedule every single day that's you know being intentional for who you want to be in ten years, then you got to shift that because that's something that you are in control of. And I get it; like people have jobs that sometimes they don't like, and it's a stepping stone. They need to be financially sound in order to do the project that they want to do or whatever it is. But like you have at least one hour a day wake up earlier. If you don't like go to bed later, if you don't, but like you can make that time for yourself. And I think that's really important. So own your future was very impactful for me. Um, and I, I yeah, honestly, I, I need to like go into this deeper with you later. Cause it's crazy. Like she got us to write a letter to our fear. She got us to write a letter to, you know, the woman that we think we are and like, Read it to somebody. Like, it was just so transformative. Like, I can't even tell you. I'm blown away by what happened at that conference. And I don't know. I said this on my Instagram story the other day is like, I don't know if I'm just in such a different spot in my life that I'm so ready to receive all this, or if Rachel Hollis literally <laughs> has it going on. And like, she is like, honestly, number one conference for sure, hands down.
0: I need to go. Yeah. I need to go. I've been to the Tony Robbins ones, and I'm yeah. like, I love them, but I need more.
1: Yes. No, I really think that you should come okay. to the San Diego one with me. Hopefully, it's still on. Oh, yeah, with all this crazy- Oh, and she also said something else. One more thing is, like, she said that big dreams shouldn't have an expiration date because she said that, like, if you have an expiration date and you don't meet it, like, if, if – if you don't reach the goal by the time that it becomes expired, like that can be, that can literally create a failure for something that actually has insane potential. So it's, mm-hmm. don't put in a, don't put a deadline on something like huge mm-hmm. like that. Because if I were to say, I want to sell out Madison Square Garden in two years, like I would, and that's like, it's, it's possible. And I want to claim that, but like also it's a lot of freaking work to get to a point where you have that much impact that you want to sell out a stadium with that many seats. You know, like there's like claim something and work towards it every day and and don't stop until you reach it, but don't put an expiration date on it because that can create failure. Like -hmm. you're setting yourself up for failure sometimes.
0: Mm -hmm. So I guess it's Mm -hmm. being mindful
1: of what you claim.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. You know, this has been an incredible episode and I'm just so excited for everyone to listen to it. I'm going to release it today.
1: Oh my gosh. Because,
0: yeah. Cause I have so many other podcasts I have to go through and I just, this is current because of the whole chats, this um, beginning of the episode and stuff. So I just want to post it. Um, but yeah, where can everyone find you and like, tell us what kind of topics they want to hear from you
1: next time. Oh, you mean they're gonna tell me? Sorry, yeah. I like, was <laughs> like, "No, there's not find you to... tell, tell Okay, you so you they... can find me on Instagram at Tayanita T A Y E A N I T A, and then I have a podcast called "Use Your Voice." Which, Mimi, we have to book a we have to book a recording like next week. We must. So let's she do Monday. Because my followers love you too, um, and that's about it. And I have a website called The Her Movement. I have a women's empowerment project that inspire empowers women to be who they were called, created, and intended to be. And um, yeah, I'm I'm super super fired up about empowering women to step fully into what is meant for them. So that is my mission on this earth, and I'm so committed to it every single day. And there's nothing I'd rather do. So um, you can find me on Instagram mostly. That's where I post a lot of my content.
0: I love it.
1: I love love you you so so much.
0: much. I love you so much. So, 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 so so, 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 much. Okay, guys, go check out Tay on Instagram and I'll see you soon.